Welcome to Cinema 7. I'm your host for this episode, Mario Bakari, and uh, we got uh, kind of a Netflix movie we're going to be talking about today, uh, What Happened to Monday. Now, if you haven't seen this, it's on Netflix. It was It's kind of a Netflix original, I believe. They're, they're starting to dabble in all the movies. Uh, I think they started maybe last year or the year before starting to do their own movies, but uh, we're definitely going to break this movie down. We're going to talk about it. All three of us are here this episode. Um, and that's my co-host, Chris Hawk. Yo. And John Kenoki. I just like to point out that you said it's kind of a Netflix movie. It's, it's definitely a Netflix movie, so just, just throwing it out there. Okay, well, it's full-on straight Netflix movie. There is no also, kind of. Also. Which uh, which side of the, the room am I on? Oh, you... Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you're canon to the right now. Uh all right. Well, I guess I gotta update the Wikipedia. You're to—I know you're to the north, but I don't know if you're to the right or the left anymore. I—I I don't know. You're—you're you're all points in between. How about that? I am the compass rose. <laughs> 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 so yeah, we're gonna break down what happened to Monday. Um, I don't—we're not gonna talk about any news. We're just gonna go dive right into this movie. So uh, be prepared for some spoilers. Spoilers. Well, you, well, we're going to do non-spoilers first, obviously. We're going to do general thoughts and uh, our non-spoilers. And then we're going to, you know, then we're going to get into spoilers and break down the movie. Uh, full, on, full on break it down. So we're going to th- throw it over to Chris Hawk. He, well, John most recently watched it, but uh, Chris Hawk was uh, all about it in the group text. So I'm going to start it off with Chris Hawk. Chris Hawk, what is your non-spoiler general thought review? Or non-spoiler. Thoughts. On uh, what happened to Monday. Netflix's. This, this was easily one of the most engaging movies I've seen all year. I, I was in it from the get. Get. Go. So fast. So furious. Well, sh- this is, it was just. It was, I was just blown away by the quality of this movie. I mean, this movie could have been in theaters and I wouldn't have known the difference. Whether it was a Netflix original or like a produced by a by a company original and then pr- put it into theaters. It could have either or it would have, they would have both translated well, even if it was just a Netflix or it was just like a theater. It was, if it was just in the theater, uh, I, I enjoyed, um, I can't, I always forget how to pronounce her last name. I think it's, uh, Naomi Rapace or Rapace. John, do you know? I do not know specifically, but Hey, I'll find out. Uh, I'm just going to, it's going to be different every time I say it. So Naomi Rapake, she's really good in this movie. <laughs> she she plays essentially seven different characters, and I dig it. Um, William Defoe is actually in this movie also, even though he's in it for a limited time. I would have loved for him to have a little bit bigger role, but it was nice to see Li- William Defoe in a role that wasn't unhinged or unsavory or evil. This was a really good fatherly role for him, and I dug it. Uh, Glenn Coase. It's nice to see Glenn Coase in more movies. I um, obviously her best work is uh, 101 Dalmatians, but we're not going to get into that. But it's nice to see that she's in other movies. I like her a lot, even if she was also barely in it. Uh, overall, I it's not hard sci-fi, but I w- I would definitely classify this as like a sci-fi action thriller, in which it's more thriller. Uh, uh, no, I think. I- I would actually classify this as an action thriller more than a sci-fi movie. Yeah, I would agree with that because um, the the only sci-fi I notice are like the gadgets or the tech, and maybe that it's you know in the future would make it uh, science fiction. Um, well, I guess you can say what makes it science fiction um, is would the be dystopia, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I, if you break it down, really get real technical, you could say how the stuff they were tried to put on plants to stop the overpopulation that actually created the uh, having multiple children kind of is science fiction in a way. Like, overpopulation isn't science fiction. It's actually happening. So, 
that that well, part isn't really sci-fi. Most of the well, sci-fi the, is um, what happens when we have to deal with overpopulation. Well, what I meant was when they when they uh, in the beginning when they're spraying like the the the, the crops and stuff and and yeah to make the us super eating the crops causing it causing us to have more twins and identical children i guess is what i would say is uh kind of science fiction we we actually didn't break didn't explain the movie before we got into our general <laughs> thoughts so I, I guess i'll explain it real quick um and just just all, all you got to do is just flip it to the beginning <laughs> and it sounds organic yeah that's what i'm probably gonna do her her name is pronounced nomi rapas rapas oh. so it's like the French? salsa but with like a ra, rapace. I believe she's Swedish or some some sort of European. So I'm gonna uh, go with my general thoughts real quick. My non spoiler. Um, I like Chris Hawk. I really like this movie. I I definitely would have loved to seen it in theaters. Um, I can notice a little bit of how under not under. I don't want to say underproduced because there's a lot of great special effects and stuff. You can, I, I think I can definitely tell the difference between this and a bigger budget uh, movie. Like, this is almost the budget of a, a higher budgeted straight-to-DVD movie, in a way. But I, I really enjoyed it myself. I was really surprised. I mean, I saw it advertised a few times on Facebook and stuff, and I was like, you know what? This looks... I kind of like the actress, you know, from the foreign uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies. Oh my and gosh, it's so her, good. I liked her and uh her and Colin Farrell were in a movie and I really liked her in that where uh I forget what that movie's called, but they kind of fight off like hitmen and stuff and I think Wade Barrett from WWE well, he was in WWE at the time as Wade Barrett. He was in the movie and Are you talking I about that surprised. movie where um he's it's um when he's the contact killer and she's a contact killer or she falls in love with him and he's got a Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. It's you know like what I'm talking about, though. It's like Three Days Later or something like that. Uh, no, Three Days Later might be that one with Kevin Costner, totally, I think. You're to- you that's said Kevin. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell's it's, in uh, it. It's called Dead Man Down. That's, that's it. right. That's, that's it. it. I, I really like that movie. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked her also in The Drop, I believe it was called, with uh, Tom Hardy. She was in that with the about the pit bull and the puppy and stuff. Uh, I really like that movie too. I, I I just think she's a good actress. I think she's underrated because you don't really hear much about her. But uh, I was really surprised, like Chris talk about how she played seven different personalities well. I mean, in a way, they're you can kind of you know see how they're kind of similar in a way. They're not too extreme, but I like. I mean, other than them looking different, but you know what I mean. I I I can see different hints of personalities in each character that she plays and. How they piece that movie together like that too to sh- to to make you believe that they're all different people was uh, really well done. But I I, uh, I definitely uh, really enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed it more so than uh, you know like most other Netflix movies. Uh, some of the ones that I've seen that I definitely liked it more than was uh, Spectral. That's a science fiction movie on Netflix, kind of like uh, kind of modernish modern military war movie. But with these like ghost things, yeah, you'd have to see it. It's it's not bad, but it, I I definitely think what happened to Monday's uh better. I haven't seen Ockjaw yet. Have you guys seen Ockjaw? What is that on Netflix? You know the um no the movie with the big hippo looking thing and the oh, Okja. Uh, Asian girl Ockjaw. Yeah, what I say Ockjaw. Have you guys seen that? No, not yet. Um, have you guys seen Beast of No Nation? So my cue. I've seen an advertisement for it three thousand times. I've watched uh, War Machine with Brad Pitt. I didn't think that was uh, all that. Um, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. That's actually kind of funny. It's dry humor. Like a dry... uh, I kind of put that with like uh, General Broncos type humor. Like I said, Ridiculous 6 wasn't that great. I didn't see Win It All yet. Have you seen that with Nick Miller from... uh, I don't know the actor's real name. Jake Johnson? The guy from The Mummy? Okay. He, I haven't watched that yet. Uh, the Do Over is another Adam Sandler movie. I haven't seen that. Uh, Bright comes out in December, so you know this makes me excited to see Bright. Honestly, uh, I've seen Barry. Have you guys seen Barry about uh, Obama's days in college? Wasn't that released in theaters too? 
I don't believe so. I think it was. I think that's well, maybe South, it was. Maybe it's Southside with me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that one was released in theaters for a limited time. But Barry was pretty good. Uh, but this is probably my favorite movie I've seen on Netflix. And uh, I don't know, John, what's, what's your uh, non-spoiler general thoughts about what happened to Monday? I think it was pretty good. I think you have to look at Netflix and their movies that they're acquiring uh, from these film festivals and just appreciate where they're going because they didn't really start getting heavily into movies until 2016. So this is really their second year of producing quality movies that are doing okay. Uh, They are, you know, just picking and choosing from film festivals for the most part and then producing something that's great um, and distributing it, you know, getting things out there. So that's, that's great. You know, that lesser known movies that, you know, probably would have never made it on any kind of media are getting recognized. I I really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know that I'm as high on it as you guys are. Uh, I think part of that has to do with the amount of hype you guys generated for it before I watched it. Because you, you blew it up like it was going to be something great. Chris Hawk mainly, and <laughs> I just didn't specifically see it, but we'll address that when we, we get there. I, I'm not going to say I hated the movie. I really liked it, but just not as much as I think you guys just did. Just wait when we delve in, John. But I, I don't, I don't want to go any to specifics because I think all mine are, have to be discussed with spoilers. Even just talking about certain characters, I think I'd bring something into it that could be considered a spoiler, and I don't want to ruin that for people. All right, well... But overall, very positive. Here we go. We're going to get into spoilers about what ha- Netflix's What Happened to Monday. Um, I'm just going to describe it real quick again. It's, uh, you know, it's probably a near future, like, not near future, maybe how many years in the future? Years, it's one year years, 20... Twenty seventy something, twenty seventy nine, twenty seventy six. Probably when I might be dead. Uh, families are not allowed to have uh, a lot, like multiple children. It's kind of like what China was doing, where you can only have one child for a while uh, due to overpopulation. Um, resourceful, identical semtuplets uh, must avoid governmental uh, execution. So uh, William Defoe, the father, his daughters had. These seven seven identical children, twins or uh, not twins, some some tuplets, like I just said, but tuplets. Yeah, I can't even say it. But uh, th- he hides them and kind of uses them to, you know, uh, kind of take the same identity so that they all can, uh, you know, go out. But they all are named after a certain day of the week, Monday, Tuesday. When, John, if you want to break down the names real quick, like you did the one episode. Yeah, so uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> um, so they can only go out on the day that they're named, but uh, so they're they're pr- they're pretty much <laughs> they're trying to avoid government execution and dangerous infighting while investigating the disappearance of one of their sisters. Is pretty much what's going on. So we're gonna get into spoilers. Uh, I kind of want to start off with acting and stuff. Do you guys want to? Uh, dive into acting real quick. What did you guys think of the acting, spoiler-wise? Go ahead, John. All right, so I appreciate anything Willem Dafoe does. I, uh, I love that guy. <laughs> so I thought he was great, pretty good. Um, I already forgot how to say her name. Nomi Rapace. Rapace. So, so <laughs> I, I appreciate what she did in acting seven different characters. I won't say that any of them are particularly complex or hard to act as because they don't have a lot of depth to them. That's what I think I was trying to get at earlier is even though they, they're not, I do think she did a good job me personally, but I, it, I, that's what I think I was trying to say. There's not really much depth to each character. It's kind of like simplistic of what their personality. Yeah. And we'll get further into that when we talk about characters, but strictly acting wise, I really think the uh, girl, the little girl who did them all young, did a really good job for a child actor trying to do seven different personalities just in various quick scenes. Oh, I agree. Chris mm-hmm. Hawk, you agree? Yeah. I think she did great. Other than that, though, everyone else was kind of, I wouldn't say lackluster, but they they did what they you know were, were supposed to, to do. Yeah. Glenn Close, um, there isn't a lot there with that character, so... It's as good as I'd expect, personally. Have you guys seen um, 
Have you guys watched the Netflix Death Note yet? Not yet. No, I have not. Um, Jennifer has to finish the series before we can watch the show. I, I did like William Defoe's performance as uh, the uh, demon guy. Ryuk. Ryuk. As Ryuk. Uh, I did like his performance as that, but I, I think William Defoe all around is uh, a really good actor, and it is kind of cool to see him, like Chris Hawk was saying earlier, in this like father uh, kind of role where he you know is kind of teaching them how to even though he's not really in it i do think he brings something to the movie but i acting wise i i personally felt the acting was uh really good i i do agree with you john that like the other side characters were kind of like you know like just pay dude they did what they were paid to do uh chris hawk what'd you what do you think of the acting i i thought it was i thought it was good i I didn't find any reason why not to like the movie through the acting. It, I don't think none of the actors or actresses took away from the movie. I don't think they took I agree. Out. I don't think, um, like, uh, one of the best parts was uh, Glenn Coase and that, uh, that hairstyle she had at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I was like, is she Princess Amidala? You know, this is some futuristic hairstyles, and I dig it. And I, I just, I mean, I, I didn't, there's nothing wrong. I enjoyed every single scene with William Defoe and the daughter. I feel like those were sh- very, very strong scenes. Uh, all the parts with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they were all good <laughs> together. I, you could see little bits of different personalities there. Nothing, like John said, nothing too complex. I mean, because most of them die within the first 30 minutes of you meeting them. So, What you, would you guys think of uh, the security guard real quick? Oh, the security guard the guy. The security guard? Freaking yeah. love that guy. <laughs> I feel like that would be a Chris Hawk lovable character. So if the if if I was to remake Terminator 2, he would be my my Terminator 1000. He would be the T1000 for me. Really? Yeah, he he just has that look about him that he can be stone-faced the entire time. I just feel like he could he could be that the T1000 that just goes in and uh just just takes it down takes darn arnold or whoever looks like arnold like i don't know arnold's junior which looks just like arnold <laughs> john what would you think of the security guard guy i'm gonna be honest like he's kind of awkward yeah the character itself <laughs> yeah i don't i mean you know how many times i thought he would be a jerk like i see i never thought that you can't judge people by their appearance okay but he's got a real jerky face though well, the- <laughs> oh, that's what I'm, you can't, you're judging by his appearance. No, that's saying, exactly what you're doing. I'm saying like I, I like I thought there would be a twist, like he'd be really weird or or he'd be kind of psychotic or in a way, or he'd be too obsessed. He is Wait, really weird. Which, which too security, obsessed. Which security guard are we talking about? Are we talking about the one that she falls in love with, or like the main yeah. bad guy one? Because I was talking about uh, the main bad guy. Oh, the blonde, I was talking about the guy with the mustache. I was talking about the blonde security the- guard. <laughs> The blonde guy that just keeps showing up, and you're like, "What's wrong? Didn't this guy die? Like, yeah. how, did like, he, how did he not die in the explosion in the uh, apartment? That's the guy I'm talking about for Terminator, what, the T1000. Oh, okay, I'm okay. What do you guy? think of the mustache guy, Chris? <laughs> oh, the mustache guy. He's all right. <laughs> John- that blonde guy. Yeah, should have died like six I times. Know, yeah, it's so awesome how he didn't die. And he- I think <laughs> he was a good back. bad guy though. He like, was. He was a good bad guy in my opinion. Like, how so can- his character doesn't even have a name. I don't even remember his name. It doesn't matter because that's how awesome he was. <laughs> a relentless villain sometimes can be a good villain. See, I just want to say that I love, I love giving our, our listeners this gray day content talking about <laughs> two security guards, <laughs> like one with a mustache, judging them by their, cover, by their uh, appearance and all that good stuff. But uh, we kind of touched on it about how she interacted with uh, seven personalities and the editing and stuff where i mentioned how it was pieced together what do you guys think of that and the the production of the movie itself how did you think it was uh produced i guess i should say uh chris hawk so i want to talk about that the mustache security guard real fast <laughs> I, I i'm not <laughs> i liked him for the fact of how quickly he turns into a badass and how like I underestimated him because I didn't expect him to go almost haywire on most of the other guards. That was really neat. But in terms of production and editing-wise and special effects, I would say there only, there's only really one part of the movie that took me out, and that's when um, one of the 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday girls. She gets shot while jumping over the two roofs, and she kind of hangs in midair for like not even a millisecond, and it's the most easily the most noticeable uh, special effects in the movie. Yeah, and I would say that's the only thing that I saw that made me go, "What, dude?" That part that was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. That part. First of all, I, I, I won't say it right away, but it, she. I, that part just made me, man. I I was just like, Ugh. I was like, come on. I was into that part. Like, it didn't really take me out, that part specifically. I just, I was into it. Like The whole, well, just when, the scene when she gets shot jumping over midway, it looks like she stops, yeah. a, like, it looks like she stops for like a... Oh, I didn't a, mean, a, that didn't even bother like me. Like a millisecond. Like, I was just, I was so invested in the movie at that point, I was like, God, gosh darn it. And then the bad guy, op- oh, that, the, yeah. the blonde guy. Especially, yeah, especially the blonde guy being the one, the shooter right there. Oh, John, what'd you, uh, what'd you think... Uh, production-wise, we'll come back to you, Chris Hawk. Uh, I'm done. I think it was really well produced for a Netflix movie. Um, if you think about it, there's not a lot of scenes or settings, rather, for them to do things. But I mean, that's reflected in the budget. Um, Netflix is still, you know, beginning this, so they don't have a lot of money to be thrown around because they're trying to diversify with all the movies instead of, you know, focus on one or two big budget movies. Yeah. Uh, but I, you can definitely see it if you think about where the scenes are set. Yeah. But I don't think the movie ever gives you time to focus on that, so it's not a problem, which is, is def- it's a good thing in this term. I mean, sometimes, you know, not being able to focus on certain things are bad, but it's definitely a good thing because you don't get tired of any scene too quickly mm-hmm. because you've seen it so many times. Um, the blonde-haired uh, bad guy? His name is Joe. <laughs> His character name? Yeah, his character's name is Joe. Of course it is. <laughs> I was really hoping that blonde haired guy, there were seven of him. Oh my goodness. That'd be amazing. Like, they're cloning people? Did you guys think that... Like, no, that, no he, was, he was septuplets as well. Did you guys ever oh think that God. Glenn Close had those children? Like, it was a cover-up? No? No. Okay. Just you, Chris Hawk. I was looking. I was looking for the twist that happened that Glenn Close was involved somehow. But really, most of the things that happened in this movie were, I, I wouldn't say predictable, but I was guessing them as they were happening. Like when they showed that the kids getting into um, the cryo chambers. I just recently listened to a uh, how does this work um, NPR podcast about cryo chambers, and they were saying how cryo chambers are one of those things where. The process to freeze you, it works. The only bad thing is, we don't have any way to reanimate you when you go once you go inside the cryo chamber. So that's when I, when I was thinking this when the child was going through the uh, cryo chamber, I was like, um, I bet these kids die. That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, I bet you they have a way to freeze these kids and they die because reanimating in a in a cryo uh, chamber is a lot harder than freezing a body because what they're doing is. They're basically taking out most of the liquids inside of your body and putting, I don't remember the, the mixture completely, but it's like a nitrogen-based compound, and it freezes your, ty- your entire body. And that's how a cryo chamber works, but there's no way to reanimate. So, so you pretty much are a vegetable. Well, you're a frozen vegetable. So uh, we can thank Chris Hawk for that lesson on cryo chambers <laughs> and how we are not t- technologically there yet. I mean, but I mean, it's, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't, yeah. because the, the Bureau had to be more sinister than it seems yeah. for, for the, it to add a little bit more conflict to this movie. So uh, that's what I was one of the things that I wouldn't say it's predictable, but I guessed it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's predictable because they really didn't foreshadow it that much. Uh huh. But I did, Speaking I, of, I did like that scene though. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't like that scene because kid, kids dying is not good. But, uh, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are kind of shocking. Uh, speaking of the whole putting the kid in, in the cryo chamber and stuff, uh, let's actually break down the story real quick. Um, let's, let's break down the, uh, the plot and stuff. Uh, we'll start with John, because John most recently watched it. What, what's your thoughts and opinions? You want me to break, you want me to break down the plot? Or what do you, you, my opinion on the plot and the flow of the movie? Yeah. There we go. Um, all right, well, this, this goes into a, a con of mine with this movie is I think this movie could have benefited 30 more minutes to get us more connected to the, the seven sisters. 
they they start dying really quickly, mm-hmm. as Chris Hawk mentioned, and you don't care. Yeah. I'll be honest. I care. When <laughs> you care, but you don't connect to them. Yeah. They have they have nothing to connect to. When when Monday dies at the end of the movie, I still don't like I. There's nothing. There's nothing there. You only know what she did and why she did it, but you know nothing else. Mm-hmm. I think the movie could have easily benefited from 30 more minutes to just bring that basis in in the beginning in addition to the childhood flashbacks, and it easily flowed just the same because you don't feel like this is a two-hour movie. No. Yeah. You, you, and those kinds of movies are where you can fit those extra 30 minutes and it not suffer. Unlike, you know, like a Batman v Superman, you feel that three hours. They, they easily could have done the thing where they could have gone throughout the entire, they could have gone a full week without anything happening, and you could have got to know how each person did their day and how they kind of tried to, yeah. how they tried to be Sarah Setman and tried to be their own thing at the same time. That would have been interesting how they, you know, evade Jerry, the douchebag at work, how they, how they each try to put their own spin on Sarah Setman. And I think that would have been. A good addition to this. Karen. Was it Karen? What did I say? Yes. Did I say Sarah? You said Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Karen Setman. Thinking of Sarah Connor? Now, yeah, maybe. Um, that would have been a great addition. I, I do agree. I think this movie could have had uh, more of a more time on them, maybe like a little mon, uh, not so much a montage, but maybe like uh, a little flash through of each, uh, each Karen's day, like how they interact with certain things like chris hawk was saying i think that would have benefited more um maybe shortened the last part of it because i did feel like it got it drug on a little bit in the last part in my opinion like uh towards the end i was just like oh my gosh okay let's get to the to the twist here already but yeah i'm i mean along with that like not even everyone's day maybe just how they spend their free time after work would have been good yeah just so you because you obviously know their themes and everything. You get a, yeah, you get a little um, brief uh, image of it in a way in the one scene when the one comes home, and you know maybe the next day when Monday disappears. But you don't really get a. You, I see what you're saying. You don't really. See. Yeah, that's my only problem with the plot is I feel like you could have done more, and it would have not affected the movie at all. Just made it better. Other than that, though, I think it flows really well. Chris Hawk, did you uh, have anything else to add with? about the plot or uh, your opinions on it? I dug it a lot. I'm kind of glad they didn't go over uh, propaganda-esque with this movie because they easily could have done like a for or against overpopulation and how to deal with it. I mean, it, they, they seem to pick a side, but at the same time, they don't. And I'm kind of glad it didn't get too muddled in that because I've seen a lot of people complain to how this is for overpopulation or how it's against overpopulation. I've Honestly, mm-hmm. when, when movies start going in that direction, I start to get turned off because I'm, I'm, I'm watching a movie to be entertained, mostly. That's what I'm mostly watching a movie for. But I'm, I'm glad it didn't go way towards either direction. I, I do like when you get to see certain moments with the Glenn Close's character about her talking about, you know, what is she, if she's, she's questioning herself, but she also thinks that she's doing the right thing. And I, I like how you kind of get that side of it too, like, um, especially after they capture, uh, what sister did they capture? Was it Tuesday? Well, they captured Friday. Well, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, they captured Tuesday, and then uh, kind of towards the end, you you get a little sense that she, you know she's dead set on it. like this is what will help, you know, the country, you know. So I, I kind of like that aspect of it. Talking about. Mentioning the twist earlier, what did you guys think of the, the twist? Did you see it coming? Did you like that there was a twist, even if you saw it coming? Because I, I personally saw it coming. I, like, half, halfway through, I was like, you know what, this is, she's probably you know, doing this to be the only sister or whatever. And, uh, you know, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed the, the twist, or seeing it unfold uh, in front of my eyes. Uh, John, what did you think of the twist? I definitely agree that it's a good twist. I did see it coming as well. Uh, I Again, though, I think if we had gotten more development of the sisters together or living their individual lives, we might have appreciated where she was coming from just because her motivation is really thin for 30 years with these six siblings living together, and she's been dating this guy a couple months. 
gets pregnant and betrays all for, of them. For fetuses. Mm-hmm. Wait, it, it's not even that. It's her sisters would have helped her and supported yeah. her. And I think she would know that. That's why I think we needed more motivation behind that. I do, I do really like the twist, though. I think it was, it was good and uh, well done. Even if it's predictable, it's still done in a way you can appreciate it. I agree. Yeah, I definitely also triple agree. I, uh, I mean, it, coming a mile away, you, it definitely clicks when you get to the part in Jerry's apartment where there's a paper trail from Glenn Close's character, and that's when you start to put everything together. And I think it really works because having all seven sisters would be good would be kind of it would it would be all the same that we've seen before but having an actual sister that betrays the other ones i i think that i think that works better for this movie thematically I, it's it made me into it a lot more because i was i was like man that's an awesome that's just it's just awesome to have a sister betray the other sisters after their whole bond oh i mean it's not awesome but it's awesome from the movie it's understandable too from the character wise once they flash back to you know her as a little girl like she you know she didn't want to you know she didn't want it to have her finger cut off and she didn't you know she it, it's just being in that situation you know they all want to be their own person so you kind of can see it character wise how she just she just wants to be herself and i think maybe with her sister still around she feels like you know there's she can't no matter what even if she uh, tries to work it out or whatever so i think i i see from the character's perspective why she would want to be the only sister but you know she's a jerk because her sisters died i don't know that you get enough to see that because thursday is the one that shows the signs of that in the beginning and is that the, the one with the blonde hair thursday is the short-haired one the one that wants to be her own person at that and first initial table scene oh okay yeah, yeah yeah. so she's the one that's you know wants to be that and she doesn't snap i just think if you if you put it into perspective how many years they've been together it's it just doesn't make sense and i just i think it's one of the major plot holes because all they needed to do was give us another monday scene aside from the finger one because they were what like eight years old seven years old yeah they needed one more scene that like pushed her over the edge and would have been great yeah maybe like another sister screwing it up or something or maybe yeah, just like they're older, and then one sister still doesn't care and screws up their life. Maybe that could be the breaking point. Um, and I'll I'll say it again. I mean, I'm, I'm I sound like I have a problem, you know, with this yeah, movie yeah. a lot, but I really don't. I really like the movie. It's just I'm trying to be realistic here. Yeah, you can still be critical on something that you still like. I mean, that's true. I mean, I I make fun of everything I like, so you know, it's whatever. Uh, it we're not. I mean. We've heard you said it, John. We're not all three of us agree that for a Netflix produced movie, like you said, who you know they're putting, uh, they're they're spreading out their money to these movies, you know, trying to bring in more content instead of you know just focusing on one or two big budget movies. It is it is good for what the money they put into it was. It's well, uh, financed and you know, or, and like you said, it it is it's cool that they're bringing these these movies from these festivals and, and, or these filmmakers and, you know, letting them, you know, make something on their, on their uh, service. You know, it's really cool. Let me, uh, since we're talking about the sisters, uh, I have something to bring up, but I first want to ask you guys, who was your favorite sister and why? Mario. Uh, can you guess who my favorite sister was? (laughs) It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday because she was a badass and she just, she had more, I don't know. She she just seemed like she she was a badass. I think that's what it was. She was just a badass. And seeing her, you know, I feel like she had more determination to as well. Like it was weird because I, I, I feel like Thursday should have kind of had some of her characteristics, but do you you know what I'm saying? Like cuz she was kind of the rebel it seemed like Thursday was, but then Wednesday was kind of like the rebel, but she was kind of like, you know, I'm trying to describe it and I can't, but I think it was just mostly because she kicked ass and that she was trying to get stuff done and seeing her escape and stuff and her sisters trying to help her. And then when her ultimate end came, I was just like, I, I was, cause I was emotionally attached to the character from her fighting and surviving. I think it's just, you know, that kind of bummed me out, but she was my, 
she was definitely my favorite character. Who who was the last remaining sister with Tuesday? Thursday. So Tuesday and Thursday were the last ones. La- um, Thursday was my favorite. The short haired. Yeah, she became a hero of necessity, and uh, I dig that a lot. When uh, she had to basically, she was her personality is not the one to take charge, so she had to be the one to take charge, and I uh, I like that a lot. Or Friday is a good second runner up because I I like the fact that she was a nerd. Yeah, I did like Friday too. So I, I think it was interesting when I was watching this movie. They all have um, their own individual personalities, but if you really think about it, their personalities reflect the day of the week. I don't know if you guys thought Monday about that. Monday was a real bitch. Monday is the worst of them all. <laughs> Tuesday is the one that doesn't matter, and she has obvious problems with that. You know, she has confidence problems. Yeah. She does drugs. You know, She has problems with that. Wednesday is the toughest because it's the Pump, middle of the week. You know, the hardest. Was that, wait, was Wednesday the one that had sex too? No. That's Saturday. Uh, Saturday is the, you know, the fun one. She was supposed to be different and, you know, like out there and wild. Uh, fr- Friday, the, the thing with Friday, because you think, you know, Friday's like party night. Friday actually sums it up best with her line about uh, not being able to live without the other ones. If you really think about it, Friday's only the, like, the best day of the week because the other days exist. Yeah. Because it's the only day that leads into the weekend. So I think that's really what defines her character. But then you have Sunday, who's you know, the innocent faith one, and they allude to that. And uh, there was Thursday, who is, you know, the most average, because there's nothing, you know, really going on with Thursday. I just think it's, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I can definitely see it relating to each, their personalities relating to the day of the week that they describe. I think one of, one of my favorite parts is uh, when she jumps, when Wednesday jumps out of the Jerry's apartment, and then she lands in the trash of the dumpster, and there's no trash in there. And they're like, uh, uh, they picked up the trash today. Or, or was it the day before they picked up the trash? I don't know. Anyway. So it was ironic that she fell into the trash with no trash in there or no cushioning. I, I, I don't know. I, I appreciated that scene because there's usually trash in there and it breaks their fall. Yeah. <laughs> she just plunk. Just fell right I think my favorite. My favorite of the sisters was Saturday just because she's, you know, the one that puts on this act but wasn't, yeah. you know, actually what she wanted to be. And she never got to live that. So I appreciate that. Would you, um, I, I kind of thought her death was a little anticlimactic in a way. Like, because they kind of just go to the apartment and shoot her. I don't know. Did you guys think that at all? I'm going to be honest. I didn't want another epic chase scene. That's true. That's true. That wouldn't have fit her death. Saturday and her death, I don't think that would have fit her. Yeah. She wouldn't be one to run away. She wouldn't fight back either. That's not who she was. So uh, let's, uh, let's now um, get into some positives and negatives. First, let's, uh, let's do some negatives. Um, it doesn't matter how many you got. Uh, Chris Hawk, what are some of your negatives on this movie? Uh, I think a negative that we all share is that this movie should have been a little bit, little, little bit longer. Flesh out some of the, the weekdays. Uh, I think... Realistically, I don't have a lot of negatives for this movie. I, I loved a lot of things about this movie. Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, Will De- William Defoe having very little screen time could be a negative. I wanted him to be, be more. I wanted to see what happened to him at the end, how they dealt with that death, or how they finally transitioned without his help. That would have been nice. That would have been a cool flashback. That could have been a that could have been a thing also that kind of flipped Monday as we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, seeing William Defoe's character die or her her mostly having to deal with it, maybe. Uh, one negative that kind of I just thought of right now is um, why did she have to get badged to a place every single day if they already knew that she was an only child? What do you mean? You know, when she went into work every single day, she got yeah. badged. To see, they did it to everyone. It was like a security yeah. checkpoint. Yeah. I mean, if you had the well, same I, people going in there every day, though, you would think some people would be exempt. Well, I know every Monday, didn't the guy said that he was there doing extra checks or something? I thought it was like every Monday. That's why, that's why she had a relationship with that guy. Now, they scan every day of the week. I think it's because the, they, they allude to it with the, uh, the news at the end where they talk about people coming out of hiding. I think they have to because they know so many people are trying to cheat the system. So that's why they have these checkpoints. Oh, okay. I, I thought, see, I thought they mentioned the checkpoint was on Mondays or something. Not a lot of negatives. Not a lot of negatives for me. John, what are some of your negatives? 
also I've already touched on it the length um I don't like the love being Monday's only motivation for betraying her sisters because that's essentially what it was as she you know fell in love wanted to live her own life um the other negative I have is the bureau when they say they want to keep it quiet <laughs> but then close <laughs> off a street and then start shooting people in the middle of the street yeah <laughs> I was a bit extreme for me. I mean, I understand they were getting desperate, but we never see like a, all right, we have to use extreme measures. No, we just, we only ever got the, let's keep this quiet, except a building blows up, they close down a street, they kill random civilians. It's a little extreme in there, and I didn't think that fit their original plot, and we never saw them switch tactics. Is that your only negatives? Yeah, that's it. I think I agree with you guys, maybe a little more length or a little more touching on, you know, Monday's character a little bit more. Uh, I did see some of the flaws in the production, but like Chris Hawk, you know, it didn't really, well, that one scene didn't take me out personally, but you know, nothing like acting wise from the side characters or, or production wise didn't take me out personally, but I would have to agree with you guys on negatives. So, uh, what would be some of your guys' positives, Chris Hawk? Every single fight scene. I, uh, <laughs> I love, um, I love it when characters get desperate to fight. And they're not like an already good fighter. So those are those are some of my favorite fight scenes. The infiltration, not the infiltration, but the uh, first fight scene we see when it's five sisters versus the three security guards, and I, uh, I love that scene a lot. Any any fight scene in this movie was done very well, very very crisp, good clean cuts. I mean, it didn't look like they knew how to fight that well, and it showed. But they were just using their surroundings to it, and I I really uh, I really dig that. I do like the fact that. The reveal of uh, which Karen it was at the end was a better reveal than it was in Alien Covenant when you really kind of knew which uh, Walter it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought it I mean, you, you really didn't know who won the, in the bathroom, but in the Alien Covenant, you, you kind of figure out that, uh, is it, my, was it, it was David. It was, is it, was it Walter or David? Or is it both Davids? Walter was the new one. Yeah, and okay. David was the older one from prometheus yeah the uh it could have been done a little bit better in covenant but that's neither here or there i i like i like a lot of things about this movie that's i'm just gonna say movie move the movie is a positive john you know one thing just talking about fight scenes there's a uh, one point where the mustache guy slams somebody's head against the wall but there's like no impact <laughs> i don't know if you guys noticed it no but he just kind of like air whiffs it against the wall and then it just cuts to the next scene. I was like, wait a minute, did that guy actually, what, what happened to that guy? He moved so fast, he went through the sound he, barrier. Yeah, like the air was too heavy. Him becoming a badass but was I, I so like, good, so cathartic. I like the, the personalities in the days of the week. Um, I like the dread guns, that was great. The DNA, I really appreciate that. Uh, Willem Dafoe, the child actor, and uh, just the movie in general, I thought it was good. Honestly, I have to agree with you guys 100%. Um, one of the positives for me, though, speaking of the, the dread gun, was in Jerry's apartment when she cut the finger off and, or, or whatever and used it to shoot all the guys. Uh, I, di- I didn't think she needed to scream, but... That was the best I, part, I, mean, I guess though. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it got you hype, got you intense. It was pretty intense. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite scenes, so that, that was definitely a positive for me. Uh... Cinematography, I think, was uh, nicely done. I, I uh, enjoyed the cinematography. That's a positive for me. Uh, but other than that, I, I pretty much agree with you guys. Action. I, I personally liked the twist, um, even though I saw it coming. So that would be a positive for me. I think I added to the movie, to the plot. And uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just I, I pretty much agree with you guys. So if you guys want, we can get the final summary and grade. Well, let me ask a question real quick. I just thought about this. Why did they kill Jerry if he didn't know? Because he knew about the transfer? Is that why they did it? Yeah. Okay. Because I was just thinking about that, and I was like, wait a minute. We can all agree Jerry is the best character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great. The suspenders, the best. Oh, he's, the, yeah. What a jerk. That's, uh, that's Wall Street. That's Mr. Wall I, Street himself. I kind of, did anyone else want him to be, like, join her and fight against the bureau? I thought that was going to happen, and then <laughs> it didn't I happen. I thought they'd shoot through... I thought they, I thought they would shoot through the window and they'd miss, and he'd get down and start being like a total like, you know, he'd panic and be like, "Oh, what's going on? Oh my god!" But you know, they just straight up murdered him. 
You know, I thought maybe he would have like rest a, in peace, Jerry. Yeah, rest in peace, Jerry. I mean, at least he died <laughs> drinking what he loved, milk. Yeah, milk, milk. <laughs>so uh let's get the final summary and grades uh let's start with uh john we'll save the similarity rubicon for last um so out of 10 i'd say i'd give it a 7.5 i did like it i thought it was good um i really appreciate uh yeah, and her her acting abilities I, I really enjoyed her in the, the dragon tattoo movies and uh some of the other stuff she's done so i i like when you get Actors that are known but not well-known doing something different. And Netflix, I mean, they're doing big things. 7.5 out of 10. Definitely worth watching. And it's, I would say it's rewatchable as well. Do you give it a thumbs up on the good old Netflix, John? I did not, but I will. I, uh, I really liked this movie. I thought it, was, it really surprised me for being a uh, you know, Netflix movie because some of the other ones I saw, you know, I saw through the uh, production value and... Some of them I didn't really like, and, you know, it's hard to find stuff on Netflix these days, so, you know, having that come out and then, you know, having something to watch, I uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, I, I dug I dug it. It was, uh, it's probably going to be on my top ten. I, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little higher on it than John. I'm going to give it an 8.6 out of 10. I dug it. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I dug it. Chris Hawk, what, uh, what's your final summary and your similarity Rubicon? So what happened to Monday was a definite treat. If it, this, this was easily a movie that I would have loved in theaters and would have easily paid money to see. I, I, would have, I, I wish it was. That's one of my biggest, you know, it's my biggest regrets that it wasn't in there. I don't know how that works. This is one of those movies where I was all in. I... I was so Im- immersed in it, the story, the actors, it's all good stuff. And uh, it made me, uh, it reminded me of uh, Orphan Black. And Orphan Black is a very similar setting in which it, it doesn't deal with centuplets, it deals with clones instead, but each clone has their own personality that's very different. So it's one of my favorite sci-fi shows at the moment. It's, uh, it's Tatiana Mosley, she's really good in it. So I got I got some of those vibes from what happened on Monday from Anno from Black. They're 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 very similar, and uh, the sci-fi dystopia type thing. I was the movie that made me remind me of it most was uh, V for Vendetta, where it's not so run down and it it's but at the same time it it feels like a place that's not very pleasant to live in. So those are the two movies that I felt were close. What I felt watching when I saw what happened on Monday, uh, V for Vendetta and Orphan Black. So, uh, what happened to Monday, the Netflix original movie. Uh, it's streaming now. You all can go watch it on Netflix if you have it. Starring Naomi uh, Pierre, Pierre? Pierce? Rapace. Her, Rapace. Her name is Nomi Rapace. Nomi Rapace. Um, and William Defoe and Glenn Close. Uh, if you want to check it out from our review, go for it. Um, but John Kenoki gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I gave it an 8.6 out of 10. And Chris Hawk compared it to Orphan Black, B for Vendetta. And was there another one in there, Hawk, that I'm forgetting? An amazing movie. <laughs> We're Cinema 7. You can find us on Twitter at cinema seven underscore podcast. Um, if you want to uh, keep up with us and talk to us and, you know, and, or you can follow us on Facebook at cinema seven podcast. Uh, that'd be another great place to uh, comment on stuff and talk to us. Or if you want to email us, email us at cinema seven podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you, uh, you know, want to interact with us let us know how much you like the podcast if you want to be a guest on the podcast and uh you know just to give us uh, suggestions you, on any of those social medias instagram we're on there too at cinema seven underscore podcast we're on patreon um t- if you uh you can uh, donate as little as a dollar john will mention you on the podcast 
every podcast. Just like now. <laughs> thanks, Mario. <laughs> thanks, me. Thanks, Chris Hogg. Thanks, Mario's mom. Just like so. And, uh, you know, $5, you get a sticker. $10, I think you can... Uh, we'll bring you on as a as a guest here and there. You'll you be a... We'll get we'll get your boy on the podcast, okay? Uh, twenty. If you uh twenty dollars, you get a T-shirt. You know, some some fun stuff on our Patreon. Check us out. Uh, definitely. Uh, follow, subscribe wherever you're listening to us to. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, definitely give us uh you know out of five stars, whatever you like. Some feedback on there as well. A review that'd be great. Uh, but we're Cinema Seven. Um, Chris Hawk, take it away. So as always. From us at Cinema 7, we want to thank you for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us. And we want to thank you for exploring with us. In the morning, when I, with bitter breath, see a death in my sky. In July, we ride through the city that the river divides there is worse in the world than the wars in my head take it or leave it you're already dead wolves in the horse wolves in my Hey Cinema 7 listeners, it's Mario B. I just wanted to let you know what the title of the song was. It's called The River Divides by Me Like Bees. I recently was flipping through a comic book I got at the comic shop today called The Realm. And I, in the back of the page, it had this song. It said it was inspired by the comic. So definitely check uh, the band out and the song on iTunes. And as always, we hope you enjoyed this episode. In the world, then the wars in my head. There is worse in the world, then the wars in my head. Take it or leave it, you're already dead. But there's no morning, there's no time. We feel no pity in a city that the river divides. There is worse in the world, then the wars in my head.